Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and a best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. The premise is simple. The podcast will provide you with insights for living and leading the authentic way, so you'll be better equipped to amplify your impact as a difference maker in any area in your life. We'll cover a variety of topics related to authenticity and what it means to bring humanity into the world. What's uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley, and I'm excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we are both so passionate about. Haley, welcome to another episode. Here we are. Ready to be here. I'm excited. My cat just jumped up right behind me and I didn't notice until just this moment. So she's ready to be part of this too, I guess. <laughs> You're ready to go, you both of you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're both ready. <laughs> so we were just talking before we started about what might be a good topic today. And it stemmed from a story that came out of a coaching relationship that I just am working with. And it was about a person who was disillusioned with his team. And they didn't gel. They didn't have chemistry. And and and. They just weren't really connected and engaged together. So he felt he needed to change teams. And so what he did was he applied and got into, made a lateral move in his organization, got into a different team. And now what's happening is that this team is so connected and they're so engaged with each other at work that they want to, there's this expectation that they spend time together after work. And that they schmooze together and have friendships after work. And now my client is frustrated because he says, I don't want friends after work. I just want to be connected at work. And so now we have a new problem. And so <laughs> the notion got raised in my head that maybe there's always going to be problems in relationships. There's going to be something. Yeah. And we have this yeah. notion. And I think maybe some of it is that we've raised this generation of people who have said, you know, we've made it so easy that we've set up an expectation that there should never be a problem, that you that that problems, if you have a problem, it means you're doing something wrong. But I would like to reframe problems and have it have us look differently at problems, explore this notion of what problems, what we call problems in relationships and look at it differently. Because we're, we spend our life escaping one problem after another, avoiding the problems that we have in front of us. And I don't think we're any happier. And I don't think our mental health is better. And we just go from one relationship to another and one work relationship to another, one friendship to another, expecting that life will be problemless. And then we end up with, we always end up with problems. So maybe we need to look at it differently. Yeah. So that's my little ramble yeah. for the beginning of the episode. What are your thoughts about it? I think too, we've we've kind of, I think with this digital age, right? And I think, you know, along with, you know, online dating and all this stuff, we've made it incredibly easy to do something called ghosting somebody, right? Whereas like you don't have to answer their phone calls. You don't have to answer their texts. You could just literally just stop existing for that one person, right? And with cell phones, it's really easy to do that. Yes, we are incredibly interconnected, right? 
But it's also incredibly easy to just stop answering texts, stop checking in with them on instant on on social media, right? It's incredibly easy to ghost somebody, right? I know many people who've had relationships, like long-term like dating relationships, end because their partner or like, you know, the person they're dating just stops texting or calling or answering their texts and calls, right? And that's essentially a breakup. Obviously, though, it's a breakup without closure. It's a breakup without, you know, actually any accountability or responsibility, right? It's just, a, it's the easiest breakup ever does not mean it's the best breakup. It's just easy because you just, you just quit and you don't have to respond or, or explain. Uh, and for the person being left behind, that's really, really difficult because they have, they have no sense of closure. They have no explanation for them. You've just literally stopped replying. You've just stopped. You've just ceased to exist. Right. And so and so it's it's really interesting because we have that at the same time. I think a lot of people um, grew up with this lesson of you have to get along with everybody. If you had a problem with your classmate in elementary school, you were told by parents and teachers that like doesn't matter. You have to look for the best in everybody. You have to get along with everybody. You have to resolve this conflict. You have to say sorry, even if you don't mean it, you have to get along with them. But that's not realistic either. That's actually, I think, incredibly toxic way of of conflict right of of dealing with conflict when we teach kids that they have to like everybody so like i think it's also no wonder that that generation has grown up now real like instead of learning that it's okay to not like certain people or how to like actually talk about what's going on and resolve that conflict in a way that that relationships can still continue you don't need to you know fall in love with them or become their best friend but a working relationship can still be maintained Right. Um, without having to ghost them, without having to force yourself to say, you know, I'm sorry if you don't mean it. Right. We just haven't really taught kids these skills. Right. And so I think we're kind of at this crux right now where, you know, my generation and I'll take fully full ownership of this has not really been taught how to effectively have conflict in a way that, you know, you don't have to love each other in the end. That's not the goal. That's not realistic. But just to have conflict, to talk through these issues instead of just like, you know, abandon ship and just start ghosting somebody, but to actually be able to talk about it. Also, that being said, there is probably a time and place to abandon ship and to look elsewhere. Right. Um, but problems follow often like new problems just arise. Right. Like there's that, um, you know, there's that expression, same poop, different pile. Obviously, it's not poop, though. It's a swear word. Right. But same poop, different pile kind of implying that, you know, there are problems everywhere. So the solution isn't just to avoid the problems. The solution is, you know, like you said, right. What can you learn from it? What can you do to make yourself the happiest you can possibly be accept what you can accept and and don't accept what you can't accept um, in order to move forward so let's step back for a second i love what you're saying mm -hmm. and and understand the purpose of problems in our life yeah so the yeah. purpose of life is to grow and to develop ourselves yeah. and to mature and to be a better person i i i just and then to give back what we learn. I mean, that's just basically the premise of my work around authenticity. That's what we're here for is to learn. So if you buy that premise that we're here to learn, then problems take on a whole different frame. So the purpose of a problem is not to indicate that there's something wrong with your life. The purpose of a problem is to teach you something. A problem is coming in front of you. And the purpose of that problem is to learn to solve it so that you learn something. And if you avoid the problem, you'll miss the learning. You'll miss the lesson. So we're not here to have problem problemless lives. 
we're not here with the expectation that, well, we're going to take all your problems away and make life easy for you. And therefore, when you have problems, we don't know how else to deal with it except to ghost somebody or avoid it or, or blame somebody or criticize somebody instead of facing the problem and learning from it. And now there might be an appropriate time to say, okay, I'm going to exit this relationship. But my premise is before you exit any relationship, whether it's a friendship, a primary relationship, a marriage, or a relationship with your work, make sure that the problem that you're walking away from, that you have learned the lesson because you will get the same problem in the next relationship if you don't get the lesson. And I also think another thing that you're implying here is that we don't have to get along with everybody. We don't yeah. have to solve. the. There's always going to be people that are difficult to get along with. And we have to get along with them if we're working with them. If there's a, if there's a level of interdependence with each other, then we have to learn how to work with each other's differences. But we don't have to necessarily like the people that we work with. We just have to learn how to collaborate and work together and solve some of these problems. But we're not going to fix or change someone's personality. It's funny, the irony, as you're saying this, I have my cat on one side who's growling at the dog on my other side, literally like like hand to hand here, like my left hand is petting the cat and the right hand's petting the dog and the cat is growling and the dog is blissfully unaware. So it's kind of funny that you're mentioning this about like, you're not going to change people's personalities, but you have to find ways of living together or working together, in which case both of these animals have. These they two don't have, like learned, each other. Have, have learned they the exist. art of respecting each other's <laughs> distance. Exactly. Right. Um, and I, I like to apply this sort of this this growth mindset. I know this is kind of teacher jargon, but it's like looking at problems um, instead of as like, oh, woe is me, like all these problems, whatever. It's sort of like it's it's looking at problems as excuse me, challenges or hurdles. Right. And it's it's that, you know, I can't do it yet. Right. Um, but I, I will be able to. It's persistence. It's like, what more can I do? How can I learn this lesson? It's embracing these challenges. It's accepting criticism and feedback as constructive. But it's the choice to take on this new mindset called a growth mindset, which is that, you know, I don't have it yet, but I will learn it. Right. And I think like that, I mean, I, I say that to students who think that they're like, I'm so bad at English. I can't write an essay. Like I'm not good at writing. I'm like, no, no. Like writing is a skill, not a talent. You learn it through working with it. Right. And, or, oh my God, Haley, you gave me so much feedback. I must be a terrible writer. No, no. That feedback is there to help you improve. Right. Um, and I think we need to look at problems that same way. Right. Like, yes, there's this problem, but what skill can I practice to overcome this problem, this relationship I have with this person? What skill can I practice to see if this like can get over it? Can I practice writing an email? Can I practice uh, confronting them? Right. Because if you like those kind of things will get easier um, as you go through life. Right. It'll get easier to, to confront people, It'll get easier to be honest with people the more you do it. So I think that could be really helpful, too. I love this notion of a growth mindset. That's exactly what I'm suggesting, mm -hmm. is that we come into problems mm -hmm. with a, not with judgment, but with a growth mindset. What am I here to learn? And I think one of the lessons for anybody on this call who's uh, responsible for parenting or caregiving kids is to recognize don't solve the problem for them. 
They're never going to get a mm -hmm. growth mindset if you step in and, and make it easy. You have to face the problems in your life, and then you can learn from them. And I see that all the time with when, like, well, not all the time, but at the beginning of the year, especially when I get a new crew of kids, or parents will send me an email explaining some situation that's gone on in the classroom, right? So-and-so came home and complained about this person. Uh, can you look into it? And it's like, okay, but had that child told me about it in school, right? I could have handled it right then and there. But instead what that child's done, they've gone home, they've emotionally dumped to mom and dad. Mom and dad have then emotionally dumped to me in an email. Then they've emailed me to go and then deal with the situation the next day. That's not efficient. That's not productive. And it also does not teach that child how to be resilient and, and resourceful in that moment, right? Had that child come to me during the school day and said, hey, I'm having an issue with this person. Can you help me with it? I would have been like, absolutely. I would have given that child coaching. I would have talked to them about how to approach that person they're having an issue with, right? I would have, you know, given them some feedback and advice for be able to how to handle that relationship, how to handle that problem, right? But parents cannot come to the rescue. Others cannot come to the rescue by not responding to a text that is not solving the problem. That's just avoiding it. That's passing it on to somebody else, right? But in order to actually, you know, not even maintain a relationship, but I think to maintain a working relationship, and I use relationship broadly, this is not like a friendship, right? But to maintain a working productive relationship with another person, you have to learn these skills, you have to practice skills um, in order to be able to overcome these conflicts. Yes. And so the lesson there is, is to accept that problems are going to be a part of life. And when a child brings a problem to you, don't take the problem on. Don't. Mm -hmm. It's still their problem. I still remember a time in class. I had a, an, a mar I'm marvelous. Uh, I think it was a grade four teacher, and uh, and I I said I'm bored, and and the teacher turned to me and said, "Well, you have a problem." She didn't take it on. She didn't get defensive. She just said, "You got a problem. How how can I help you solve your problem?" And she we problem solved for a few minutes about what I could do, what she could do. She didn't own the problem. It was my problem. And I, and I suggest if you're not happy at work, it's not the boss's problem. It's your problem. And let's own mm -hmm. the problem that we have in life. And then we wouldn't perhaps learn this, this coping mechanism of ghosting and avoiding problems. At what point, here's a question for you, because there are everybody's health, for everybody's mental health, there is a point when you need to cut and run when you need to cut your losses and run there is a point when you need you know like this this relationship is not worth saving this is not productive anymore i'm no longer healthy i'm no longer happy this is not productive anymore um how do you know when you've reached that point when when there's no south like saving this and and you have to run two things very it's i'm going to make it sound simpler than it is but actually there's <laughs> two things number one have i learned what i've meant to learn in this relationship and have I been who I have meant to be in this relationship? In other words, have I spoken my truth? Have I been honest? Have I said what I believe is important here? And if I've done that and I'm not respected for who I am, then it is, may well be time to exit that relationship if you're not respected for who you are. But I think we get, we get, uh, we get trapped into thinking that a person is there, and I'm talking about significant relationships now, but we're, we get trapped, and I, it does come into work, 
into work relationships too, in thinking that you have to meet all my needs. And if you don't meet my needs, I'm going to leave and find somebody who will. That is a fantasy. That is an illusion that'll never happen. A relationship is not there to meet your needs. A relationship is there to help you grow, to find a way to meet your own needs. Now, if you're not, if your needs aren't respected, that's that's I, that's an issue that is is a, a make it or break it point. So it, it, it's it's it depends on respect and support. Are you supported with your needs as opposed to the demand? that you have to meet my needs or I'm going to exit this relationship. What's your take on that? I think that makes a lot of sense because I think like, it's so funny, right? Like, cause I think, you know, I think a lot of people kind of get stuck in this horrible, unhealthy, toxic relationship, right? Whether that's a work relationship, whether that's a romantic relationship, a friendship, right? That is not working and they need to quit it. They need to abandon ship. Like they've, they've done all they can. They need to abandon it. Right. And I think to find the courage to be like, I am not learning anything anymore. I need to, I need to do this. I need to, to do this for me. There's nothing productive anymore. I've tried what I have. I have nothing left to learn. I think that, that, that shows courage and it takes a lot of strength to recognize I'm not learning anything from this. I need to leave. Right. And I think that that's also a good thing, right? To be honest with yourself, like, have I done everything I can? Yep. This, this is, this, the time has come to leave. Right. And I think that they're like, you know, like life will be better on the other side. It will be different, different problems and things like that. I don't want to, you know, like exactly kind of what we're going for. Same poop, different pile. Right. But, but I think if, if you, you know, if if you change because you know in your heart that that's, that is the best thing and that's the strength and courage that you'll, you'll need to show that strength and courage to change. I think, I think that's a, it's a good time to do it. It is. And at absolutely 100%, if you're not respected and you're not valued and you've learned everything that you've needed to learn and you've been as much as you can, the person that you are, and you're still uh, not respected uh, to be who you are, there's absolutely you, expecting somebody to change and needing somebody to change and keeping working on trying to change another person to meet your needs becomes toxic. And you have to stop that cycle. But you, you want to get perspective on that so that you don't make that kind of decision alone. But absolutely, we need to exit relationships. It's continuing on, uh, expecting that things will be different and continuing doing the same thing is that definition of insanity. And it does breed toxicity. But before you get into another relationship, stop if you exit a relationship and say, what did I learn in this relationship? What did I need to learn? What did I learn? And make sure that you get the lesson from the loss, from the, from the problem. Don't expect that if I'm going to leave this relationship, I'm going to find another relationship without any problems in it. That's the message that we want to get to come across because okay. I, just because you have problems doesn't mean you have a bad relationship, but do you get respected yeah. to talk through those problems? That's what's important. Exactly. Exactly. Do you agree with that? Well, that I, I do. Yeah, I do. Cause I think it's, it's, it's that introspection that you need, right? It's that looking inward to what do you need and what do, what are you worth? Right. Because I think, I mean, there's this old adage about, you know, we accept the love we think we deserve, 
right? So I think it's also, it's challenging yourself to recognize your value authentically and realistically and to get out of a relationship that doesn't value you, right? Assuming that you've done all you can to, to whatever you can get out of it, right? Like there's only, so, like it's it's that, like sometimes that's the best way to to handle that relationship is to get out. Well, and maybe that's what you're there to learn is to have the courage yeah. to leave when you're not respected, yeah. uh, when you're not valued um, to the yeah. degree that you know you value yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times people stay in relationships when they don't value themselves, thinking that somebody else has to value them enough. And then it's never, they're never enough because they haven't found a way to, to really truly value themselves. And that's where all relationships have to start is knowing that you value yourself enough to speak your yeah. truth. Exactly. And well, to lots to reflect on. The way they are. Yeah. What are you grateful for this week, dad? Oh my gosh. Well, next week we are going to be doing our four day authentic leadership Academy. And uh, we have 40 people signed up at the University of Calgary, and it's an in-person event. And I'm just thrilled and grateful that people have signed up and want to come and learn together as a community in our community for four days. So extremely grateful for that opportunity to uh, serve our community in this way. I'm born to teach, and I'm born to teach, and I'm grateful that, uh, that I have people to teach because without people to learn, there would be no teaching. You and I were born teachers. I what are you grateful for? It's true. Oh my goodness. What am I grateful for? Um, oh, gosh. excuse me. I'm yawning. I'm grateful. For, but uh, for naps and for rest, I know that sounds very basic. Um, but as the weather is getting colder and the demands of my work are increasing, uh, I'm just like being more purposeful with my rests. So it doesn't mean like lying in my bed and scrolling on my phone, but resting and and actually being like cognizant of what rest means. So whether that's being a nap or like, a, you know, an easy run or reading a book, I'm just trying, I'm grateful for, for meaningful rest. <laughs> well, you go get some meaningful rest, get a good rest. Always good to spend time you with you. And you too, daddy. Okay. Always good to talk about these things. It's a highlight of my week. 